Well, hello everybody. Welcome to another episode of We Watch Shudder. Uh, who are we? Well, my name's JD, and the other part of we, who's here with me? It's Michelle. It's Michelle. Guys, why are we even it's asking Michelle. this question? We're a hundred and some odd episodes into the show. It's Michelle every time, and JD every me. time. So far. Always. Every oh. single time. Michelle, how you doing today? Oh, no. Asking existential crisis questions. Uh, oh, jeez. I am present. I didn't realize I was going I that. Know. I didn't realize I was going that deep. That's uh, <laughs> it's always dangerous that's, to ask uh, me how I'm doing. How are you doing, JD? You know, I'm alive. <laughs> yeah. uh, See, exactly. You know, I'm like, oh, I, God, I don't know. I tell you this much. Uh, I'm not trapped in quicksand, Michelle. I'm not uh, I'm not trapped in quicksand. True. Uh, for those of you who might just be tuning in for the first time, the show is called We Watch Shudder because that's what we do. Michelle and I watch uh, a lot of horror movies, so many, and we love Shudder. And uh, we watch their original and exclusive releases, and then we talk about them uh, and share our thoughts with the world because we're... Uh, we're that kind of people. Uh, and today we have another new release. This was supposed to originally have been dropped three weeks ago. We waited a bonus. Michelle was so excited for this movie to happen on her birthday. And, and then, they, then they just pulled the rug right out from underneath her. So I'm curious to see how this goes now that three weeks later... We finally got uh, quicksand. Uh, we typically will talk about movies uh, in a little bit of a spoiler-free section here at the front before we get into any spoilers, so we'll let you know when you want to stop if you want to go see the movie. Uh, but, Michelle, you want to read the description of this movie from the Shutter website like we do sometimes? I don't know why I'm all formal today. What's up with that? <laughs> This is where we are at in our relationship. This is this is where we are I'm in like, our Hello, lives. So if, uh, if we're not good going, day, Mr. If Provorce. It's, if it's not rigidly structured, we're not ever going to make it through. If you, <laughs> this is where we're at in our lives here. We're leaning on crutches all the way through. <laughs> oh, it's been an interesting time. Michelle, I'm going to try yeah. and take my mom to the downtown Fargo Street Fair tomorrow. I'm so I'll be worried. There. I'm, I'll uh, be there. I'm very... I'm very worried that it's going to be a crazy nightmare. I, I'm thinking about bringing the dog, but I'm thinking Aww. the dog might be overwhelmed uh, and a, a difficult situation to manage. But where are you going to be at the downtown street fair, Michelle? I am not going to any particular place. I'm going to wander aimlessly and then look at overpriced items and buy those overpriced items because I want to support smaller businesses. And Eat then they're going to sit uh, in a drawer. Too many awesome little street treats. Yeah, uh, street treats for sure. I'll be there with yeah. uh, two little girls. Um, I will be with their mother who I'm friends with and then she happens to have two children. I didn't just like borrow somebody's children. But <laughs> didn't just I'm borrow sure that, somebody's kids? <laughs> yeah. I'm sure it's going to be a very different experience. I have not uh, hey, wandered around the street fair with children before. Good news is it's not supposed to be any higher than about 75 all day tomorrow. So Thank I realize God. that all these people tuned in to listen to us talk about Quicksand, the new Shutter mm -hmm. original. Uh, that were, it was dropped today, but uh, uh, sorry guys, Michelle and I don't, we're very busy people and sometimes this is the only chance we get to catch up on what's going on outside the podcast, so you're just going to have to wait. We watch Shudder, <laughs> we don't talk often. <laughs> right, right. We, uh, we find time to do these podcasts and we take advantage of it to make sure Absolutely. that we're up to speed on everybody's existence. Uh, so. Sure. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's about the only thing going on. I have uh, I have some 
a private event. I'm doing a private trivia game event tomorrow. I, I work for a company, uh, you guys peek behind the curtain, that does like, like private events for corporate groups and whatnot where we come in and do trivia games as entertainment during, you know, uh, team builder weekends or holiday parties, that sort of thing. Tomorrow, for the first time in like seven or eight years of doing this, I am hosting a trivia game that's just like for a lady's birthday party. <laughs> and I'm really kind of worried and anxious about how that's going to go. None of these people care. I don't care. I need to talk I, about it, guys. I hope that party is quicksand themed. Where you're like, Wouldn't welcome in, something? birthday girl. Here's a pit and you're going to be stuck in it. <laughs> we I'm going to have a quicksand birthday party. Yeah, We should probably talk about quicksand, I guess, <laughs> Michelle. Let's, uh, Absolutely. Uh, I, I don't know if you guys can tell, but I'm kind of trying to avoid talking about this movie. We'll talk about why when we do. Uh, Michelle, want to read the description <laughs> from the Shutter website? It's a pretty okay sure. one this time around. Yeah, yeah. The description from the Shutter website. A married couple, almost divorcing, become trapped in quicksand while hiking through a rainforest in Colombia. They battle the elements of the jungle and must work together to survive a Shudder original. JD? Yes, Michelle? Would you like to give us your spoiler-free thoughts? Yeah, I'd be happy to give you my spoiler-free thoughts uh, on this movie. Uh, a lot of people clearly put a lot of hard work into pr uh, making this movie, and a lot of people were really committed to bringing all the skills of their craft to bear to put this thing together. Uh, but as you know from experience with me, and as a lot of our listeners will know, for me, a lot of the time, it all starts and ends with the script, and this movie is preposterous on so many levels that I just could not at any point get caught up in it. And for me, it was not, uh, uh, this is one I will never watch again. Uh, but, I mean, this was like a, I don't know, like a skull and a half experience for me. <laughs> okay, a skull and a half for JD. Yeah. It has been a while since we disagreed. Oh, man. Uh, we do disagree. I I didn't love this. Um, okay. It's quicksand, but it's a slow burn. Um, and I am deducting a full Well, point. guys, that's the end of the <laughs> podcast. I can't deal with Michelle making us. <laughs> oh, I've if got more. I wrote down a couple things. Oh, yeah. good Lord. It's, yeah. it's puns. It's puns tonight, Michelle? I do. Um, such as okay. the first time that I saw them using the snake cam, I got a sinking feeling. Um, <laughs> so oh I am deducting an entire point for anything related to the snake. The snake was fucking Looney Tunes bullshit. Uh, the fact that we had a shot where it's like, look, it's from the snake's perspective. And also that was a constrictor, like a boa of some uh, type. Like, oh, why was yeah, it also I was, venomous? I, was why say, was it, I have a lot of thoughts about the snake. And if you, if you feel like the snake might be uh, some kind of spoiler, well, the, the promotional image yeah. for the movie shows a lady's head wrapped in a snake. Uh, exactly. So it's pretty obvious it there's a snake involved here. Sorry if you thought yeah. that was too much of a spoiler. But, no, uh, yeah, plus I got it's some okay. Things. I got okay some shit to, to say about this. the snake. That's just one of many, many preposterous <laughs> things about I think this film. If this movie removed the snake 
and then did the exact same thing, I would enjoy it. I thought that um, the way that it was shot was very beautiful. I enjoyed the acting. The husband was like kind of a goofy guy, but I like goofy guys. Um, there was a lot of like, you have to suspend your disbelief kind of stuff. But overall, I didn't hate a it. Lot. I, a lot. A yeah. lot. But I kind of like that. I, I really enjoy the subgenre of people just being stuck in places. So 127 hours, gravity, open water. This is now quicksand. I just like, you know, we're stuck together. And now I guess we have to have a conversation for a while. And that sucks. Um, so there's a lot of weird elements to this. I didn't hate it. I am deducting an entire point for the goddamn snake. And I will go with a three. Michelle with three skulls, JD with a skull and a half. That's a 2.25 skull average. Is that right, Michelle? Yeah. Did I do the that math correctly? That is correct. Yep. I, I, I ask if I did the math correctly, but I know. I, I know. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's uh, that's quicksand, guys. If that, uh, if that sounds like something that you would like to sit through for 86 minutes now before we spoil everything... Uh, this is the point where you're probably going to want to stop the show and go watch it because uh, up next uh, is spoiler territory. So hit that pause button right about now. Okay, Michelle, uh, why don't you hit everybody with the uh, the overall plot summary uh, for those folks who decided they didn't want to bother watching this thing and they just want to hear us talk about what we hated about it and what we maybe liked apparently a little bit. I don't know where that came from, but we'll you go ahead and tell them how this movie plays out. Yeah. So Sophia and Josh are going to Columbia to meet up with Josh's friend Marcos for some sort of conference for doctors or something along those lines. And Sophia and Josh go hiking in the woods. But Sophia, they run into a smuggler. I forgot uh, a guy who's hunting snakes out there, whatever illegal uh, things he's getting up into. Um, and then uh, Sophia gets bonked on the head and she falls into quicksand and Josh is like, oh no, in order to save you, I am also going to fall into the quicksand. And then Sophia's like, I feel something down here. And then she pulls up a dead guy and then the dead guy had a backpack on him. So now she's pulling stuff and hey, look, we've got supplies. That's great. And then a helicopter goes by and neither of them can think of what to do with the helicopter. And then it's gone. And so Sophia is bitten by ants and she doesn't like it. But uh, Josh happened to bring alcohol out with him. And then you get into this whole thing about how Josh is an alcoholic. But luckily, the ants are not alcoholics. So they, they don't like it when you dump vodka on them and they go away. Uh, and then there's a fucking snake that we see the perspective of the snake slithering towards them. Apparently, Sophia pissed the snake off by knocking one of its eggs out of the nest. The Sophia or uh, the snake is now a protective mother who's pissed off at them. Um, it is somehow both uh, a constricting snake, but also very venomous and mean, which makes no sense. The snake bites the shit out of Josh and then goes about its way. And then uh, Josh is saying they're dying, but not dying. And Sophia and Josh have a heart to heart and they're talking about how their marriage failed. Um, and I would like to say that I would prefer if marriage counseling was just replaced with being stuck in quicksand for a day to see if you two come out better at the end of it um, and then the way that they get out of the quicksand is that Sophia's like I'm going to use the snake as a rope <laughs> and she <laughs> She kills the snake or Josh kills the snake and then she lassos a rock using the fucking snake and then she gets out and Josh is dead but then no he's not dead and it's a nice ending I guess. That's the plot. Yeah. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's the plot. Yep. All right. I think that if this did not have the snake, people would be like, oh, it's kind of boring. But I didn't mind the parts without the snake. The snake was just so like bananas to the extent of being snakes on a plane level of ridiculous. Except there was just one and it was a snake on quicksand and it was pissed off instead. It's like a really bad version of snakes on a plane. It's snake on quicksand and it's mad at you because it's a mom, I guess. <sighs> yeah, uh, uh, I don't. Uh, so you were the one who at least enjoyed some of this movie, Michelle. Why don't mm-hmm. you break down for people what you liked about it? Because I, the only things I can say that I, uh, I, I can't even say that I liked anything about this movie. Uh, I tried to make it very clear that I, I, I very much appreciate the skill that went involved. I think the performances are solid. The actors are good. Uh, the direction for this kind of movie is good. Like, I understand what they were trying to do here, and I think everybody did the best they could with this utterly preposterous story. (laughs) And so I want to hear what you actually found of value and enjoyment Mm -hmm. in this movie, please. Yeah, it sounds like we kind of agree um, on the good parts of this. I thought it was really well acted and really nice to look at. The way that they have this gray overtone in all of the shots while they're out in the forest, the way that they have the scene in the pouring rain, I thought that was all just good to look at and really pretty um, and kept me very intrigued. Um, And I could tell like there was a lot of effort put into this because filming in the rain and getting a good shot is difficult. They managed to do it. I love a good rain shot. That's just a a thing that I enjoy. Um, The script obviously was wonky. The fucking snake. What are you doing? Um, But for me, the script was not a deal breaker. I did enjoy learning about their lives. I'm glad that we didn't have like a lot of flashbacks or something ridiculous like that. Instead, it was letting us in through the conversation that they were having while stuck there. Um, I thought that Josh, you know, the idea of him dying in front of her, I thought that was really uh, intriguing and upsetting. Um, this is also one that doesn't really fall into the horror realm too much. We've talked about horror adjacent. I don't even know if it's I, it's kind of thriller because of the snake, but I don't know what yeah, genre this would be. It's, it's definitely kind of a survival thriller. Yeah. Uh, slash yeah, drama. Uh, yeah, yeah. It's, I, I think you, you made a, a, some very appropriate comparisons with uh, Open Water and 127 Hours uh, and, and that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's uh, I, I think that gets people in the right headspace of, of what you're going to be dealing with here. But uh, I guess, okay, so first of all, uh, one of the biggest things, like, again, I, I, I sort of get the story that they're they're trying to play out here. Uh, but uh, uh, on, and from the most broad perspective, uh, if it takes being trapped in quicksand in the middle of the wilderness outside of Bogota, Colombia, and attacked by a snake and fire ants and finding a corpse, if it takes all of that, if that's what it takes to finally fix apparently the troubles happening in your relationship if that's what it takes for you to actually start communicating with each other again first of all you should have been gone from each other a long long time ago 
a long, long time ago. It's just such a ridiculous concept to me that I couldn't get out of the back of my head. It's just like, really? We're going to we're, we're going to work through our relationship drama while we're trapped in this fucking quicksand pit? I just find that whole that whole idea is so absurd and unrealistic. Uh, the snake bit obviously wait, wait, is wait. don't, don't skip past the relationship part. I want to respond to that before we get on the fucking Go snake. Okay. Go ahead. So, uh, to me, I obviously spent a big part of this movie believing that Josh was going to die. Obviously, like we're supposed to think like that's, what's going to happen. I do think it's bullshit that he didn't. Um, I think the well, whole I'm getting to reason, that. Yeah, the the whole thing was not so much that they were rekindling their relationship, but they were reaching this point of acceptance and that they knew things were probably going to end and now they're communicating. Josh getting out of that that quicksand is no longer a happy ending. He's still an alcoholic. They still have massive problems. They are not going to save their marriage based on this. So I think it was actually a sadder ending, but like a sugar-coated one of like, look how great things are. No, they're not. It would have been better if they had this whole time together to discuss everything because they thought it was ending and then it actually did for one of them and that would be like kind of heartbreaking but like less heartbreaking than rekindling and then going through all of that again they're gonna go have to find another pit of quicksand in order to repair their relationship when it falls apart a second time i would have much rather preferred that josh died and the entire film i was like this is just acceptance of of the end of the relationship yeah, and uh, I, I guess I can see where you're coming from there. At, uh, I, I guess for me, and, and maybe this is just a, an, a, a complete misread of what was trying to be done here, I'm totally willing to accept that might be a possibility. But I very much got the impression that what I was supposed to take from this is that they were, they, like, they were working through all this this drama and that the whole reason they both survive is because it's a, Oh, it's a happy ending and we're going to get back together and the kids are going to have a family and we love each other and we just needed to understand it and start talking again. Uh, which is why I agree with you. Uh, the, the ending is one of the most, first of all, one of the most preposterous things uh, in this entire story. Uh, it's the middle of the night out in this unlit, uh, godforsaken wilderness in Colombia and like the speed and ease with which they find her and then just like it takes them like I don't know I, I get like I get that it's a montage edit but it's what maybe about 20 minutes for him to go out into the dark wilderness and find this quicksand pit where where Josh was like the whole uh it, it was just so clean and, and and even uh, honestly, while I was watching this movie, uh, again, I understand what they were trying to do, and I, I, I certainly have an appreciation for certain amounts of absurdity. But let me propose this to you before we get off on this this fucking snake, because <laughs> oh my god, that you <laughs> we're in agreement. This is the most utterly preposterous part of a very preposterous movie. <laughs> but think of this movie like this. I like. I think. There's too much in this movie. Uh, I think this is obviously a movie that was supposed to be very minimalist, right? It, for the most part, it's the two actors on one set or one uh, uh, one location for the bulk of the movie. Uh, I think 
the 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 was his name Marcos? Was that his name? Uh, Marcos uh, is the friend. Yeah. Yeah, I, I I think the Marcos character, the whole they're coming to uh, like I get I guess the part about them going to a conference, you know, that gives them an excuse to be in Bogota uh, uh, together while they're going through uh, a divorce. But I thought the whole thing with the guy who like follows them out into the 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 wilderness and attacks them, uh, I thought that character was completely unnecessary. I thought the whole angle with them building, if this had just been you know, we got just enough set up to understand that, okay, this is a couple on the verge of divorce who have happened to end up at a conference in Bogota together, and they go out, you know, even the bit about how, like, uh, she was going to go out hiking, and, and it, that's a very uh, believable moment where he's just like, no, it's unsafe to go alone, uh, I was going to go anyway, you were going to go anyway, let's just be adults and go together, but, like, if it had just been that, if they had just been there and then they went off and then they had this thing and then maybe she gets out uh, and wanders off and, and maybe we don't have the, the great rescue at the end. I don't know exactly how you would wrap things up or how things would end there. I'll tell you what, uh, I laughed out loud and almost uh, completely turned the corner on this movie when she was running away and trying to, to get away and find help and figure out where she is and she almost fell in more fucking quicksand. <laughs> if she she had just sunk into another pit of quicksand and this movie had just ended, that might have been a great fucking movie, right? I, I, I could have gotten behind that. But what do you think? Like, if this had been even more stripped down, if we had taken away some of these side plots and maybe found a different way to end it other than this miraculous rescue, uh, I feel like that would have played a lot better for me. How about you? A hundred percent in agreement. I think yeah. in my case, I overlooked the pieces that felt unnecessary, except for the fucking snake. Because how do you overlook that? But the smuggler, uh, so much of the opening being with Marcos, the stupid ending. Um, I think yeah. for me, my focus was on the parts that I did enjoy, which was their let, conversation. Like, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. Didn't it even also seem to you like the guy who followed them out into Las Arenas and, and attacked them was maybe in cahoots with that guy at the hotel behind the counter. Uh, and so like that was like a thing that they put it that at least was put into my head at one point that there might be something more there. There were just so many of these distracting things that were too much. Uh, and, and then again, because of that, the overall uh, idea of just... Uh, again, to me, the idea that these two people would start talking about their relationship in that situation, I think, well, for, first of all, I mean, I mean, it's 2023. I've known since the 80s that quicksand isn't real and that this can't actually happen, but it's fine. It's a movie. It's whatever. Uh, <laughs> let's talk about the snake, Michelle. Yes, please. Yes, this please. fucking snake. I don't think they had a single real snake involved in any of these shots. Nobody no. had a snake. The entire thing is CGI and bad CGI. They couldn't get a single snake on set. Like somebody didn't have a pet that they could figure out what snakes, you know, look like and behave <laughs> like. That snakes don't look menacing. The whole thing about a snake is that it doesn't have an expression. If anything, they're kind of cute with their little boop snoots. Like nobody <laughs> knew what a snake was. They're like, oh man, I hear snakes are sometimes scary. And everybody's like, I wonder what a snake looks like. And they're like, we'll use AI to create 
investigate a snake because that's what it seemed like. Somebody who has heard of a snake but never seen a snake created the snake in this movie. Yeah, and uh, it like uh, it it almost does like that weird horror movie slasher uh, thing where it almost <laughs> seems like it can shift its location at will, and then all of a sudden it's behind yeah. you, and you don't know how it got there. Uh, it's it's a like it's stalking her as though yeah. she's prey, and that makes no sense because. They they're like oh it's it's getting revenge for the egg which is fucking stupid. The other oh, reason man. it would be stalking her would be for food, which wouldn't make any sense either. She's clearly not going to be like she's way too large, and the snake would know that. So there's no reason for this snake to be so pissed off right. at Sophia. Well, she Ugh. threw a flashlight at it. Oh yeah, no, I've definitely heard of snakes stalking you down and waiting yeah. in the forest until you've let your guard down. And then uh, when you throw something to distract, they definitely go and investigate what the sound was. And uh, it's definitely snake I, behavior. I, I have noticed uh, uh, on a couple of reviews, like on the Shutter website and other places, uh, I have seen people mention uh, that uh, uh, snakes are never both venomous and constrictors, and that's not entirely true. There no, are a few specific species. It's just species, less common. But yeah. they're very, yeah, they're very, very rare. And this clearly is not a situation where that kind of thought was ever put into this. And let me tell you why, because this, to me, on top of everything else about the snake situation, uh, the overall most preposterous part of it. So they made this lasso out of this. First of all, they found a corpse <laughs> in this pit that happened to have a backpack. How convenient. What happened to that corpse? Who knows? We just got the and backpack the and let it sink back down. the friend of the other guy who put right. them there. Yeah, way too right. much. Uh, and so uh, they make this lasso, and I am pretty sure that earlier, on, early on in the lasso sequence, uh, when she's throwing it out there the first few times, and he asks, "How short are we?" She says something to the effect of, "About eight feet, maybe." Here's the thing: you ever mm -hmm. picked up a fucking eight-foot boa constrictor? That's <laughs> gonna be heavy as shit. And she's just lobbing this thing with this extra eight feet of snake latched onto it like it's got no extra weight at all. It's just flying out there like nothing. Are you fucking kidding me? That's like probably, I don't know, 120 pounds worth of eight foot snake, if not more. Give me a fucking break. These people no, know nothing about snakes. I know. That's why the physics of it makes no sense. And I was already None. like, oh, thank God that the snake is now gone. Uh, you know, and that it's done with this movie because that was dumb. And then it comes back. Also, the whole part with her getting choked clearly shows that they did not have access to a real snake or even access to any sort of puppet snake because it's all incredibly zoomed in on her and like the body, you get a zoom of that and it's like you're not going to show us her getting strangled. You're just going to imply the strangling is happening. Do you know what snakes look like? Are you confused by snakes? Yeah, and also uh, then just all of a sudden, uh, apparently through the power of true love, 
Uh, Josh just happens to shock awake at the right moment, and this guy, who has been languishing under the effect of snake venom, racked with pain, who just underwent uh, severe neck surgery with no anesthesia, this guy, just all of a sudden, in this stuff where he said like he can barely move his arms, is suddenly overcome with the strength to whip his arms up out of the muck and stab this snake in the head like a fucking ninja out of nowhere and just and, and just he's like oh yeah it's, uh, we got and then of course he he passes out again but it's just it was too much michelle this movie is just preposterous oh, yeah, from step one and i could not at any point i was not ever able to suspend my disbelief enough uh to ever get around any of this at all yeah, I think that's just where we differ is I was able to get around it. You were not. But the snake, man, I'm so glad that Ugh. it was not as significant as the posters and things. And I had seen a tagline like something about a woman trapped in a pit with a snake or something. And I was like, how are you going to make a whole movie out of that? So I was expecting the whole thing to be a snake. I was so happy when the snake was only the first five minutes after giving us fucking snake cam. Like whose idea was that to be like, we're going to see through the eyes of the snake slithering towards them. Um, but I was happy. And then the snake fucking came back and it was even more absurd. The snake just... That's where it was ruined for me, but I did enjoy it outside of that, even if it was too complex. I think without that really, really ridiculous level of absurdity, um, it would be, you know, more more praise than than hate towards this movie because that snake is a, a lot. Um, also, uh, there are details of this that I do like. The fact that they're both doctors stuck in this situation. However, I happened to watch The Shallows for the first time last night in preparation for shark exploitation next week. I had never seen it. Um, and we'll talk about it during our shark exploitation uh, episode. But that is Blake Lively playing a woman who is trapped uh, after getting bit by a snake. And she's a doctor. So she's talking to herself throughout the procedure of keeping herself alive and oh yeah your blood sugar is lowering oh the tourniquet so it was somebody who actually had that medical knowledge and that's why it was necessary for her you know to be in that situation and be able to deal with it and they just completely wasted that opportunity and I think because it was such a stark contrast to a movie that I had just seen where it was just like a, oh you're not even really a doctor anymore and she's like I'm gonna do this anyway and he's like oh god this is gonna suck and that's really the only time that their medical expertise came into play at all. There wasn't any other discussion. Um, and I feel like that was a waste of opportunity. Like you're going to get pruny and dehydrated and all these things are going to happen to your body. I would have liked to know, like as doctors discussing this, like you're not just stuck there. Things are happening and it's not good. And I want to know that detail. Right. Yeah. It, 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 again, that's part of it. Uh, you know, we could have, I understand what you're getting at with the doctor thing, but to me, I take it the other direction. Like, if that's all you were going to do with it, why is it even there? Like, why, mm -hmm. why, just, just drop it. it. It's totally unnecessary. For that matter, I asked you earlier, it's like, or I mentioned, you know, it's like, you know, we got to have a reason for them going to, to Columbia. Do we? Maybe this is just a couple that lives in Bogota and they enjoy hiking and that's where we kick off. I just, I, there are, there are parts of this movie where it just felt needlessly complicated. Uh, and when you, you take in the idea overall that uh, what they were really getting at 
that is this minimalist two actors, one scene, one location uh, sort of situation. Uh, I feel like they could have reinforced that so much better uh, and maybe told a, a more coherent story that I was able to get a little bit more lost in. I agree. They also should have killed Josh. Yes. D- Josh, Josh no matter what happens to uh, uh, Sophia, was that her name? Sophia. Yep. No matter what happens to Sophia, I'm sorry, Josh, you have to die. That's yeah. <laughs> Otherwise, there's no purpose. You are clearly not going to have a happy relationship just because you both trauma bonded. You're still an alcoholic and you still have massive problems in your relationship it is not the yeah. happy ending that was thrown at us. Um, him dying would have been like an acceptance thing of like, it's sad that this relationship ended, but it is what it is. And they got everything out in the open and discussed and she knew the truth about when he had started drinking and he knew how she felt about different oh, no. things. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. You're still there. I thought I lost you oh. for a minute. I imagine it's just going to be on my side and the recording will be fine. We'll not give him this peek <laughs> behind the curtain. Anyway. Uh, so yeah, that's uh, that's quicksand. I don't really have much else to say about it. Again, uh, I, no uh, slight whatsoever on the production. I think everybody obviously uh, really poured themselves into this. They uh, they gave it everything they could. It's just for me, uh, the foundation that they were all working from just didn't work. Yeah. Yeah. So you should be ashamed. Um, <laughs> we've been doing this thing lately it, where we. I would say. <laughs> Without question, the most preposterous snake presence in a film since Anaconda. Snakes on a Plane was way more ridiculous than Anaconda. Right, but Snakes on a Plane, you knew that going in. I give that a pass because that's the whole gimmick, right? Whereas a movie like Anaconda or a movie like this, like they were really going for it, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, And, oh, man, they they did not get there. (laughs) Well, since people don't know anything lately. about snakes and quicksand in the real look guys quicksand is a real thing yeah it's definitely a real thing but the the what happens here I almost feel like they wrote that whole uh, scene where he tells her that he read about this special type of quicksand in a brochure and he's talking about the density of it and all of that because that's the actual science that proves that this can never happen is yes quicksand is a real phenomenon but the density of quicksand is uh, is in general such that even if you did get caught in it you would only ever sink down to maybe about waist depth or a little further and the density is just not going to allow you to sink any further and if you do make a lot of aggressive movements you can get a little bit more bogged down but it's not nearly as severe as you ever see it's an, it's physically impossible for this to happen, and man, we've been using fucking quicksand in movies. Like, I get it. What like, like what do you do if you want to isolate two people together in a crazy situation that hasn't already been done before? But I don't know. This uh, ugh, quicksand, a quicksand movie in 2023. Sorry, I just needed to get that venom out. No pun intended. No. <laughs> I was about to say you're the one with the puns now. Uh. Nope. I appreciated the rant because I also feel very passionately about quicksand, but I was not prepared to go into the full science of it. I'm glad that you were. Now, the segment <laughs> that I've been trying to get to, but you keep getting angry. We have, been doing, <laughs> we have been doing a thing lately where we read a review oh, uh, yes. with somebody of a differing opinion. Yep. Um, 
I will let you read yours first. Um, cool. Because I know uh, you found a good one. Yeah, I found one that I love. Uh, again, this is a uh, something we do as uh, I didn't really care for the movie, so I'm looking for uh, uh, positive reviews uh, that have been left about this movie. I do want to point out right away that the movie currently has a three out of five aggregate rating on uh, the Shutter website where it's available. Uh, but there are some really positive uh, reviews here. Uh, here's one from somebody uh, with the very uh, 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 excellent moniker of maggot just calls themselves maggot with a four out of five skulls says tense that was fun this one is maybe my favorite because i don't even know exactly what it means but it's a five skull review uh from somebody named daddy underscore fat sack uh <laughs> and it just says lack a lack a lack a lack of punta I was going to read that one, too. <laughs> I'm not sure what that's all about, uh, but uh, uh, Films My Religion, uh, Five Skulls. Not a horror-slash-gore movie, but more of a 127 hours later feeling oh, of what would you do that. to survive the elements. Some fearful parts, great acting, filmed beautifully, an interesting story about the couple and their marriage while working to get out of their situation. Enjoyed the movie overall. Seems like a similar position uh, to what mm -hmm. Michelle was getting at, just not necessarily, or maybe uh, even significantly more positive positive uh any of them on there that you wanted to read michelle yes i have one because uh i was very kind of middle ground but on the verge of liking it um born to die gave it a two out of five and uh that seems like a, a good opposite reaction you know not loving it not hating it and i like this one because i have to believe that this was a typo their review a two out of five skulls not gay enough to be good, not good so enough bad. to be scary. <laughs> so you think it was meant to be not scary enough to be good, not good enough to be scary? That's what I think, but I really I, like man, on I a scale so. of 1 to 10 with gay being 10 and not <sighs> gay being 1. That's how I'm going to start rating things like, man, this food, it was definitely gay. It was great. Best spaghetti I've ever had. <laughs> not gay enough to be good. Not good enough to be scary. I love I, that. Uh, I want to point this one out because uh, it's, a, again, a four out of five skull positive review, but it was uh, uh, so important that it needed to be posted four times from Dante's Infernal, another above average Shutter OG, definitely worth a watch. Uh, so yeah, guys, you know, uh, as always, maybe it'll work for you. It didn't work for me. It worked a little bit better for Michelle than it did for me. Uh, but maybe, uh, maybe this one's for you. As always, we encourage you to go check it out and make up your own mind. Um, Michelle, uh, what are we doing? Uh, we already mentioned it. Shark exploitation is what's coming up next week. That's a documentary, isn't it? It is. It's going over the history of shark movies since the release of Jaws. I'm very excited. I have been compiling a list of shark movies. Yeah. I've been watching the ones I have not seen yet. Um, it, it's funny because peek behind the curtain before next week, uh, JD messaged me and asked me to uh, figure out my favorite shark movies. And I went, I don't know any shark movies. And that was How a very dumb. That was a very dumb fast response because then immediately I was like, oh, yeah, I know like 
a lot of shark movies and I started making a very long list. So yeah. immediately, I'm glad that you asked that in advance. Otherwise on the show, I would have been like, I don't know a single shark movie. Oh wait, I guess Jaws is a shark movie. I yeah. guess I know one. Oh, but I guess I also know this shark movie. That's basically how it went. And it was when I was on my way to a 4th of July party. So then the topic of conversation turned into all of us discussing sharks. And that was have a pretty you, fun uh, time. Have you seen Michelle Sharks on the Moon? No. Okay, I'll find a link uh, for you. I'll, I'll have to watch that. I'm yeah. pretty sure it's on but Tubi. Uh, uh, awesome. Although I, I believe the title is Sharks on the Moon, but uh, this will give you a little extra kick. The title could have been uh, Nazi Sharks on the Moon. Is this Shark Side of the Moon? Maybe that's I what it is. That yeah, okay. that's the one. Yeah. Nice. Anyway, so yeah, we'll be talking that. about the new documentary Shark Exploitation. We'll be talking about our favorite Shark Exploitation films. Uh, just a, a good fun time next week. Make sure you check out our website, wewatchshutter.com. We actually got an updated episode release schedule all the way through the first episode in September if you want to see what's coming up in the future. Uh, check us out on all of your social medias, well, four of your social medias, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. Maybe one threads of these days. coming next. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe we'll get over yep. there onto the threads uh, yep, and, and get that all list. set up. Uh, but uh, it's just at We Watch Shutter, all those places. Shoot us an email, mail at wewatchshutter.com if you'd like to reach out to us that way. And uh, again, guys, if you haven't done so yet, uh, I, I can't stress this enough how really valuable it would be to us here at We Watch Shutter. Uh, if you could swing by whatever uh, service you use to listen to the show and leave a rating uh, in, a, in a review. I know for uh, from statistical analysis from our good friends at Podbean that something like 36% of our listener base uh, is all coming from people who listen through Apple Podcasts, which absolutely allows you uh, to rate the shows that you're listening to. If you could give us just a quick rating, even if you don't want to leave a review, that's going to help us out so much in being able to uh, expand uh, We Watch Shutter's uh, listener base and, and get the word out to more people. So I would really, uh, I didn't intend for this to turn into like a, like a, a pledge drive sort of thing, but here we are. <laughs> Please, <absolutely> did. <laughs> ten seconds, guys, to leave us a, a, a review, uh, and and be honest. Uh, look, I would rather you leave an honest review than not leave a lie. That's a weird way to say it, but I think you understand what I'm trying to mean. Well, I guess what I'm saying is I don't care. Uh, as long as your review is is honest, I mean, don't be a dick, right? Like, if you don't like what we're doing, there are ways to say that without being a fucking asshole about it. That's kind of what we try to do here. But tell us what you think. Uh, just let us know. Let us uh, get those review numbers pumped up. I would really much uh, appreciate that. JD is addicted to statistics, and that's one that we really need some help on. Uh, I think that they should go research sharks and quicksand. So definitely. And snakes. Snakes. Go research them. Shark Learn snake. about them. Oh, shark snake. Ooh, would you rather, Michelle, that. Michelle? would you rather have to battle a shark snake or a snake shark? Uh, it depends. Are they land-based or in the ocean? I have no idea. <laughs> okay, that's entirely what would determine it because I don't like the ocean. We'll get into that in shark exploitation. I'm fucking terrified of it, but I also love marine life. It's a whole thing. We'll get into it. Um, if it's land-based, I'll have a, a better uh, chance just because I, I won't be uh, panicking from the I, I, I feel like, like the shark snake is 
a, a snake with uh, a lean towards a shark variation. Uh, so that would be more likely on land. And a snake shark is like a shark with a little bit of a snake variation. And so that would more likely be in the water. So you would probably prefer to battle a shark snake. Yeah, because I also think it would be very top heavy. Imagine a great white shark head but on the body of a snake and the sizes are the same i tell you this much michelle we literally just wrote like a six film franchise for asylum Filmworks about shark snake versus (laughs) snake shark if you don't if you think that's absurd you don't know shit about shark exploitation movies tune in next week i think that's enough say good night michelle good night michelle